Welcome back to Limbach Unlocked. Safety Week is a nationally, even globally recognized week amongst construction companies. As one of the founding members, Limbach has in many ways shaped the way safety is perceived throughout the industry. In 2023, Limbach has some exciting things planned for Construction Safety Week in keeping with the national theme of strong voices, safe choices. Here to tell us about it and what safety means to us is the 2023 National Safety Chair, Rob Suds. I'm Kate Mystery. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Katie. Can we start with uh, some of the basics? So your background in this industry and with this company. Sure. Um, I've been in the construction industry for almost uh, 28 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, my first 20 years I spent as a plumber, pipe fitter, welder in the field working out of uh, UA Local 190. Still a proud member in good standing. Very nice. So I'm a, I am a, a Limbach employee. I keep that membership going. Um, so well, 20 years I spent in the field and in the last seven and a half going on eight years already in safety. And that time has flown by. Um <laughs> I've actually, so almost 28 years, 15 of those years, 15 plus of those years have been with Limbach. Wow. So been, uh, yeah. I've made a lot of stops along the way and I've made several stops here at Limbach and this one seems to be sticking. <laughs> We're grateful for that. So what, <laughs> so what made you switch, move into safety? Um, kind of a long story. I'll try and make it bearable, but um, sure. so about eight years ago, uh, one of my co-workers, friends here at Limbach called and asked if I would be interested in getting to safety. And there was a mm -hmm. lot, uh, there was a lot of changes going on at that time in uh, legislation in my area. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that's, uh, this, this is like meant to be, I was trying to think of what else I could do. And lo and behold, this opportunity came up and I thought about it for a while and thought about it. And I wasn't really positive I was going to do it at first. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad I did. So here I am. It's worked and out really well. And I would imagine that your experience in the field has kind of prepared you for this role and yeah. what you do for our organization Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I, yeah. I certainly can appreciate the position our, our people out in the field are put in yep. um, when they get in a spot to make that decision to do whatever it is they're doing. I understand their thought process. I've been there. I've yeah. made that decision before. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen how it can go either way. So it definitely gives me an appreciation for what they're going through. Yeah. So you have this unique experience that kind of positions you to understand all sides of safety, which is really helpful, especially when we're talking about um, our topic for today, which is Safety Week 2023. And as the national safety chair um, of our safety forum, you know, I was hoping we could discuss a little bit more why we even have safety week, what is it, why it's important to our company and kind of your role in, in that whole thing. Safety week. Uh, it's really, it's really pretty simple. It's, it's just yeah. a, in its simplest form, it's a celebration of safety. It's, it's kind of a, a chance to look at where things are, where we've come from, where, where we're at in our journey and mm -hmm. uh, a reminder to all of our people that the company stands behind them when it comes to working safe. It's not just yes. talk and, Again, back to my experiences in my career, I've made a lot of stops in my career. I've been around a little bit. I've been out of Michigan to work. I've been uh, worked for a lot of contractors here in Michigan. Um, but Limbox, the only one I've worked for that participates in Safety Week. It's wow. like I say, it's a chance to look back where where we came from 
um, for my career when I started, the hard hat. You know, big mm. big deal about the hard hats and safety helmets now. But if your hard hat was sitting on your cart, that was close enough. Oh my we, goodness! Yeah, we kind very of very different today. <laughs> just a little, just a little. We kind of evolved. You had to wear it out to your truck, and then you had to uh, you had to wear it all the time. And now we're evolving into safety helmets, and it's just a it's a chance for us to stop and look at that and remind our employees that the company absolutely stands behind them, mm. working in a manner whatever it takes to make sure that they get to enjoy what it is we all go to work for and that's yeah. what's waiting for us at home. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because often we still kind of silo safety to, you know, ladder safety and hard hats and that's all good stuff and that's all important. But you mentioned that there's this other side of the coin where safety is getting you home safe to the people that love you. And I think the history of safety week really aligns with that. Um, so just for our listeners' sake, I, I want to kind of give a background. Um, Safety Week officially started in 2014, but I don't think they really formally branded or like rolled out the campaign of, of National Safety Week until 2016. So we had, you know, a couple of years there where it was like whoever wants to participate. Now it's like a, a lot of different people. I think more than 40 different organizations participate in Safety Week. Um and I, they've had a lot of different themes, right? Because we kind of focus on one theme each each year. Because, and so, change every year. yeah, it changes every year just to kind of, again, to your point, show the multifaceted sides of safety, that it's more than just PPE. So this year, our theme is strong voices, safe choices. And what is that, besides being a real catchy phrase, um, what does that mean to you as a safety professional? And then what should it mean to our company? What it means to me, and I, I think the big picture, and you've, you've made a few great comments there, safety is kind of being siloed to this, this aspect and this aspect and that aspect, instead of being integral to every yeah. process that we do, an integral part to installing a pipe, installing a duct work, wiring something up, whatever it is we're doing, safety has got to become integral to that. Yeah. Um, Strong voices, safe choices. What does that mean to me? What that means to me is that um, every worker, every worker, whether they're here at Limbach or even across our industry, because that's the one common bond we all share is getting everybody home right, uh, to their families, to their loved ones, whoever's waiting for them. Strong voices to me and safe choices. We empower all of our employees to work safe. We encourage them to recognize the hazards. We try and train them on hazard recognition. It's one thing to recognize it. It's another thing to feel like you've got the power to do something. Right, exactly. That is a huge deal. Safety directors, even even our frontline foremen, can't be with our our craft workers every step of the way. They cannot be with them all the time to remind them, hey, do it this way. Hey, don't do that. So the constant reminder, the shot in the arm, the week once the weekly celebration or the once a year celebration that we do for called Safety Week. that's that's just the the big reminder that that's what we're here for to back you up to to help you work safe and when our employees call something out you know, they're the experts in their field right they're the mm-hmm. experts when it comes to building they've seen the the dangers firsthand we don't hear about them all because a lot of times our people they see a hazard they deal with it they, they either relocate they take care of it right away and it just to that extent it does become integral to our our day to day 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's what empowering our employees is all about, giving them the power to make the safe choice and knowing if they need a hand, we're there to help them out. Now, what is that process like when someone does stop work? Um, because the background on that is is pretty cool that our uh, now retired CEO handed out these stop work cards that everyone has the authority field office from apprentice all the way up to the CEO to stop work if they see something unsafe. When someone does stop work, what happens? Like what's the workflow, I guess? So I have a great little story about that. Please. Yeah. Um, this is before my time working with Limbach. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to, this is before safety week. But working here at Limbach with the strong voices, safe choices, and stop work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2000, whatever it was, before Limbach. <laughs> yeah. Limbach stopped work on a job site that I was on with them working for another contractor. Wow. They stopped work, made a condition safe that multiple trades were working in, including the company I was working for, made it safe for everybody to work into. And nobody was going up there to work until the, this. we were basically working above a ceiling, needed to be supported from below. Um, Limbach said, we're not doing it. The, the controlling contractor fixed it, and we were all able to go up there and work safely. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of just a, a glimpse of, of how culture. long Limbach has been doing this, how long we've been committed to the worker safety, to better conditions. Yeah. And, and, um, makes me think about how we teach, a, we co-teach a class uh, called Hearts and Minds Commitment to Safety. And in that, we talk about how important it is to feel like you do have that power and to know that you are backed up um, and to give recognition to that. So I guess that makes me curious about how you as safety professionals, especially and branch leaders, how do you empower other people to work safely besides giving them that card are there specific things that you can do or we could occur- encourage other people to do to make sure that we're making safe choices the first thing we do uh, empowering our teams to work safely is the morning huddle and every everybody is supposed to do uh, morning huddle uh, pre-task planning so our foreman general foreman would lay out the task for the day, the plan for the day, maybe updates on what's going on in a job site that our craft workers might not know about. Mm-hmm. And we expect our craft workers to speak up. Hey, this is what we're dealing with in our area. Maybe you were unaware. We need right. to get this taken care of, or here's something we have to do before we can get going on that. Right. Um, another thing that we do here at Limbach, which is probably not unique in the industry, but unique through my career is the safety committees. We have mm-hmm. safety committees in which we include top level management, um, trade managers, as well as craft workers from seasoned journeymen to apprentices. And we bring them into the office once a, cool. once a month or once every other month at least and have a conversation about safety. What are you seeing out there? What's going wrong? Here's here's an incident that occurred. Maybe the incident occurred in Florida or maybe even with another contractor. And mm-hmm. this is a situation that we're going to see here. So yeah. what can we do about it? Um, site docs. I think you mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Site docs houses all of our safety documents, every safety form, every checklist, every training certification. If a foreman wants to send somebody in to work in a confined space before they do that, they need to make sure their team's qualified so they can check their training documents, their training record in there. Um, You mentioned stop work authority. Stop work authority is a huge deal. I have never been anywhere, anywhere, including nuclear facilities, oil refineries, 
where we talk as much about stop work as we do here wow. at Limbach. It is, that is kind of impressive, really. Yeah. Uh, continued training. If, if somebody's going in to do something, we have to make sure they have the training. We, we do a ton of that. Uh, and then good catches. Um, once, whenever somebody calls us, and this is another one of those things that probably happens, you know, a hundred times a day in each of our branches where somebody catches something, deals with it and moves on. Uh-huh. And we don't even hear about it. But once in a while, somebody does something that's even that much more significant. We call yep. it a good catch. We get a Limbuck recognition. The branch leadership will talk about it and say, yep, that person deserves uh, some Limbucks. Or I have to deliver actually a, a package today to one of our employees, uh, a backpack full of Limbuck goodies nice. for, for a good catch they had a little while back. But those are just some of the ways we do it. Um, the, yeah. the training, the communication, the stop work authority, it all adds up. And again... I think the most impressive thing is probably what we don't hear about it because of our culture. It happens. Right. Right. And, and we talk a lot about, I guess, safety as a whole in in construction, we talk, we put a lot of emphasis on stuff that is unsafe or less safe, but it's nice to hear you balance that with the more safe things, you know, the things that they're doing that they're, they're catching it, they're fixing it and they're moving on with their day, but it's, thank you for catching it. Thank you for stopping work. So um, it reinforces, you know, how we want to be as a culture, which, which is one of my, one of my favorite parts of the, the course that we facilitate together, that we co-facilitate the justice Mm -hmm. and feedback where so many times people do things exactly how they should. And if we don't pat them on the back or recognize them for that, well, that that's, that's a missed opportunity. Seriously. Yeah. Because there's always going to be hazards. There's always, you know, things that could hurt us. Um, And that's actually, that's a good segue into the discussion on hazards because safety week is all about taking a look around you. And we do that in, you know, different themes, different ways, but ultimately strong voices, safe choices is you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to know what's going on around you. So how does the company support and train on the recognition of hazards so that way the safety week is not just one week out of the year it's something that extends deep into our roots as a company but also throughout the year and over time right so last year and i know you remember but last year we did uh energy wheel training mm-hmm. for, for all of our people in Bach, and that is all about situational awareness and recognizing hazards and then what are you going to do about it and i'll be honest with you at first, when we started talking about energy wheel training and hazard recognition, I said, well, it's just hazard recognition. Why don't we just call it hazard recognition? But sure. the energy wheel and hazard recognition is is definitely next level. It's the, again, another first for Limbach, a first in my career. Yeah. Um, it's, it's <clears throat> excuse me, a great way to stop and look for hazards. We asked, we used to, the simplest way, we used to tell everyone, okay, go into your work area and look for hazards. And we'd yeah. walk in, you'd look around, and if you didn't see something obvious, you know, you didn't you didn't do yeah. anything about it. Now, with the energy wheel training and the increased uh, situational awareness that we're asking our employees to do, we've basically given them a checklist to stop and look for, start to look for energy sources. Don't just look for, just don't look for an, an arcing electrical line over here in the corner that you know is an obvious hazard. Don't look for the suspended load that is unattended or something yeah. that somebody left behind or didn't rig up properly the obvious hazards that, that everybody notices. We've given them 10 different sources. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd be mistaken if I didn't uh, 
point out that the energy wheel is not a Limbach idea. This is not something True. a safety team sat around and thought, well, what can we do different? The energy wheel, the situational awareness, that is backed up by scientific study by a lot of people. There's a lot of information, a lot of safety professionals contributed to this. And what they recognize is that you can you can raise your situational awareness using the energy wheel theory, using this, this practice by 35%. So you go from recognizing this many hazards to this many hazards. And the big thing about that, if you look at Limbach's history, a lot of our injuries occur from seemingly minor hazards, but they also led to some pretty significant injuries. Right. Walking, basically walking down a gravel path and not paying attention, not, not being yeah. situationally aware and recognizing that as a hazard. Material handling is a huge one. And there's just, if we would stop and look a little bit differently, Mm-hmm. what's what's the energy source okay there's gravity there's motion i've got to do this i've got to do that mm-hmm. it just it just forces us to stop and look and see what we can do differently to make sure that nothing happens we also recognize too that minor injuries cuts, cuts and scrapes those things are going to happen i've lived in my house for 20 years and i stubbed my toe on a piece of furniture that hasn't moved in 19 years <laughs> oh yeah happened. that should have never happened but if i just stopped and looked you know, simple enough. I would have recognized it and walked around it. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I'm in the stage right now where there are little toys all over the place. And I have more than once already. And I have taught this class. I've been part of these safety weeks. And it's just a good reminder. Look around you because you're about to step on a Lego. Yeah, you're, you're going to step on some Legos. That's yeah. happen. <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. And there's I'll put the safety um, or the energy wheel up on the screen here um, so people can see what we're talking about here. But you said there's 10 different sources of energy or hazards. um, And you mentioned a couple of them, but gravity, motion, mechanical, electrical, oh gosh, I got pressure, pressure, radiation, temperature, temperature, sound, sound, biological. I always remember biological because I'm like bees and restrooms, I think we talked about now. Oof. Yeah, yeah portagons are definitely a biological hazard. On mm, fun. And then chemical, <laughs> I think, is the last one. Yes. So so in talking about those things, um, what's the response been like from our field, uh, our craft workers, when we've talked about the energy wheel? So probably similar to mine, where they thought, oh, boy, more, more training. <laughs> here we go. Recognition. Yeah, right. here, here we go. But after a while, with a lot of our things, because everything, I shouldn't say everything, a lot of what Limbach is doing is new in our areas it's mm-hmm. it's new to the employees so it's just like anything else and we don't like change as human beings yeah. we don't like change so it, at first it was probably lukewarm but it's now that it's in it's in all of our observation forms it's in our morning huddles we put it in our ahas we use it in incident reviews yeah we're putting it on our blueprints on our, our drawings our shop drawings we're putting it on our gang boxes we're yeah. putting it everywhere and it is slowly evolving into this is this is how we do it. This is Pretty how we cool. talk about hazards. Well, there's there's this, there's that, there's the um, there's whatever form of energy there. It's it's just like everything else. Slowly but surely we're gaining ground. We're we're getting a little bit better with it. Um yes. It's, it's constant pressure and we'll get where we're going. So it's being right. accepted a little bit more, a little bit more. And when our employees start using the terminology, you know you're gaining, you're gaining ground. That's right. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, seeing it in behaviors definitely tells us the impact. So one of the, um, 
big things I know I've heard you say, and I've heard other safety professionals say is that hearts and minds, which is our safety program is more than just a program. And it's more than just a priority. It's our culture. Uh, and it's for the field and the office. So what is, what's the impact of a hearts and minds culture on those groups of people, including like just the individuals, the teams that we work in and the organization as a whole. So there's no better moment for a safety professional than when somebody calls you off hours to say, Hey, this just happened. And, and, you know, I can't believe I responded this way, but I had to, I had to, I had to let, you know, I was thinking of you when, when this happened, it happens (laughs) here in Michigan a lot. Haley and I get a lot of phone calls and texts about, Hey, I just saw this. Wanted to let you know that this is going on. This is what I did. But uh, when when our workers start doing it, the individuals, the individual impact. Um, mm-hmm. I had somebody call me and tell me that they were they were out, you know, having di- excuse me, having dinner one night, and they saw this condition. They had to stop and say something. They they mm-hmm. did something. And they were they they were just like, I can't believe this stuff is it's sinking in. I can't believe you're like, dang it. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, it also, it's also changing the way our people are functioning on the job site, mm-hmm. which is hey, shocker. That's our obvious intent, right? Right. When there's no greater moment than when the light bulb goes off for somebody and you see the work that you've been doing. And I know you have a tremendous amount of effort and time involved in this. Mm-hmm. When they start telling you, you know, this stuff, it really works. Yeah. It's just, man, that's fantastic. So the personal cool. impact from whatever they're doing in their personal lives. When they're assigning work, I think that's kind of the big one. That's mm-hmm. the biggest impact I've heard responses from. Yeah. And people are realizing their role as leaders and how they can impact others. And we've had several people call us up and say, you know, this this stuff works and you're, you're kind yeah. of okay with it. It's starting to sink in. We're getting through that tough, that tough construction worker exterior. And, and uh, right. they're starting to have that impact on not just theirs. So then it gets, becomes exponential, right? Right. Um, Definitely. For the team. So also with that leadership, with that assigning tasks, and when you do that properly, when people start to be given a, a little bit of ownership of their task, mm-hmm. when they start to see that they're respected, they start to feel that they're cared about. Now they're taking ownership about it. Now they care more about what they're doing. It's just, it's slow. It's, it's, not right. a fair process and it doesn't happen overnight. We call it our safety journey, right? It's going to right. take a while, but you just, you start to see increased um, safety on the job site, quality on the job site and productivity. They all go together and you can't separate the three. Hmm. You can't. So not only are we increasing safety leadership, but we're also hitting the other two areas, quality and productivity as well. All it's, intertwined. It's inevitable. If when yeah. somebody respects you and gives you the go ahead to do it your way, because you're, do, you're doing it right, mm-hmm. you're going to take more ownership of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess that kind of leads me into my last major question for you, which is really around the idea that we often direct our safety conversations to our hourly um, employees. But there's also the salary group over here that, you know, I have seen I'm not going to say I've done it, but I have seen some people standing on swivel chairs in the office and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, oh my word. So there's, there's uh, unsafe and less safe practices that happen in both spaces. So how can we partner with one another um, to really reinforce the whole idea that we all have a voice in safety and we all need to make 
safe choices. Right. Yeah. So one thing we do require is that even though we require every employee at Limbach to do a safety talk, right? Mm -hmm. So even though we're talking about trench safety, yep. why does a project accountant need to know about trench safety? Well, that can be difficult to grasp. That can be difficult to understand. However, we're also going to talk about distracted driving and and safety on the on the roadways. And there right. are a lot of our safety talks that that pertain to our, our salary employees. Yeah. Um when our when it comes to our salary employees working safely, like uh standing on a swivel chair. So put yourself in that person's position. Mm -hmm. you know, they're they're in the office, they've got to change a light bulb, change a battery in a smoke detector like uh, I had to do the other day. Unfortunately I can reach the smoke detectors from the ground tall enough to reach up and grab them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but think of the position they're in. There's they're not surrounded by ladders. They're not yeah. surrounded by all the tools to to easily do their job safely. So having having that on their mind is equally important. But the biggest role they play together, um, our project managers, our our project engineers, our our project teams, they're in the meetings and they're they're dealing with um, they're working with our customers. They're reporting on this condition, the communication from our field to our our project leadership to make to make better conditions out on site. Little things that that a lot of people accept as conditions on the job site, a rutted up job site, especially up here yeah. in, the north in the winter time, somebody is going to slip and fall in one of those ruts. It's going to be a Limbach employee. It happens every year. And every year we go to try to argue about it. And it's, it's an ongoing battle, but our project managers, our project staff can be in the meetings and arguing for those conditions. Mm -hmm. The sequencing on a job site. I think that is a huge, huge deal when it comes to safety. Yeah, definitely. Our, our field craft and our 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 salary staff to be working together and for that to occur sequencing sequencing and scheduling sure. there has to be good communication they have to have those relationships that we talk about in our course um, they have to have those relationships to work together so they know that if our our project staff is in there going to bat for our teams then our they're making it better for our teams to go out and do their job and get things done not only safe safely but productively and quality wise. Mm -hmm. So there again, you can't separate the two. You can't no. separate our salary staff from our hourly staff. Yeah. They're takes, everything they do is, you know, one hand washes together. It's, it's yeah. fun to be in my perspective, having been on, out in the field to get to see um, how our salary staff works now. I, yeah. I really enjoy that. I really watching, like watching what they have to go through to make these jobs successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm struck by the idea that safety takes all of us and a project accountant or a corporate folk sitting in our office, looking at our computer, we read those, you know, safety talks every morning. And if they are about trenches, that's great because then we learn what's going on out in the field, you know, like it helps us understand and build that connection too. Right. So it reinforces to me that staying safe, having that hearts and minds culture takes all of us. and to that end, I have a curveball question for uh -oh. you, but this one is extremely related to our topic here, and okay. it's it gives you the opportunity to give a shout out to a group of people that I know would love the shout out. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. What is the best part about working with the Hearts and Minds Forum? So that's our group of safety professionals. And you're all working toward this goal of creating this culture of, of safety. What's the best part about working with them? 
the best part is that I can call down to Florida and talk to any of the three three members mm -hmm. down there. I can talk to Chris, Gary, or or Chris again mm -hmm. um, if I have a question about something that they've dealt with in yeah. the past. I can call Nick up in um, Boston, who's kind of new to the new to the company, but he's coming from a different background. Yeah. I think, I, same thing with uh, Mike down in Tennessee. I can mm -hmm. call those. That is the best part to to know that we have that breadth of experience to to rely on. Yeah, um, it's it's that to me is the best part. You're just getting all kinds of perspective, and you don't that way. I don't have to know everything, which is quite a relief. So <laughs> having a tremendous bunch of resources to draw upon that that is the the best part. Absolutely, um, we've got tremendous experience with some of our members. You know, Keith down in Ohio's got a ton of experience. Mm -hmm. Chase from the risk aspect has a ton of experience, sure. a ton of knowledge. Uh, I, I could go on about everybody if you, if I know. you me to fill a bunch of time. But I know, I know you could. <laughs> I know you could because I've sat in on quite a few of your um, meetings and conversations and y'all get along so well. It's like a, it's like a family, Yeah, what, <laughs> a safety what, family. What's great too, is that it doesn't have to happen here in Michigan for us to learn from it. Hmm. So fortunately True we that. don't have to pay that expensive uh, lesson. Right. Right. We can, we can hopefully learn from something that happened elsewhere. And everybody learns from that because we all get a notification Correct. across the company. Yeah. yeah. It's good lessons learned practices. Well, this podcast has been a lessons learned for us too, because I think that it sets us up to enjoy safety week, but also to take the lessons that we gather and, uh, gather from each other, gather from the Safety Week organization and from this company to pull it all together and to actually make it practical to our day-to-day. -day. So Rob, I want to thank you for giving us that insight and um, giving us your time. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm.